Firstly, Miguel, if we could start by looking at the history of squatting. While squatting has been prevalent in many parts of the world, especially within the EU, in countries such as Holland, it seems to historically, at least since the 1970s, have been a major political and social force within Spain. Why do you believe that is the case? And what is it exactly about Spain that makes squatting so uh, prevalent? Well, um, squatting is uh, an interesting movement and a very influential movement in different countries of Europe. But the history has had different cycles in different countries. So it's not the same squatting in Spain now than squatting in Spain in the 70s. So we are living and we are experiencing now a moment in which squatting is more appreciated, it has more people involved, thousands of uh, houses are squat, the social centers, uh, the occupied social centers movement is also more powerful than before. But of course, there were ups and downs in this history. And, and for many years, I would say that the movement was a bit marginal and was not so able to have some capacity to change things in their local environments. Um, but it's true that in cases like Italy, <clears throat> Holland, Germany during the late 70s and the beginning of the 80s, in some countries, you can you can find uh, like a large movement, which I would say that the main character, characteristic of this movement was that it was very long lasting. It was very um, resilient, given the attacks and given the, the laws that criminalize these kind of actions. So probably this is more important how <clears throat> uh, this movement was able to overcome these difficult circumstances in legal terms, in uh, political terms. And I think one of the reasons is because first there were many opportunities in terms of empty houses, abandoned places, infrastructures, etc. And, and there are also needs. There are many people who have needs, uh, people who are homeless, people who want to develop activities uh, on a low-cost basis, people who want to create accessible spaces, etc. So they take advantage of these spaces and they create communities and they create social networks and they are combined with other movements. So all of these factors and many other more uh, are crucial to explain this uh, resilience of the movement. And how closely is this, I guess... Uh, the strengthening of the movement in Spain, how closely is it connected to the 2008 uh, financial crisis? Has there been an explosion of squatting in Spain since the crisis? For sure. In the case of Spain, it is absolutely evident and obvious that thousands and thousands of people start to squat. <clears throat> First of all, they did uh, um, on a secret basis they didn't make explicit their occupations, but once the the platform again, um, against evictions, the platform of people affected by mortgages, start to occupy buildings owned by banks and by re very big real estate developers and even state authorities, then the movement uh, grew up very much and more people start to support the movement. So it's absolutely clear that the, the main connection is with the crisis, with the economic crisis. But on the other hand, uh, we need to <clears throat> emphasize that there was also a big reaction in 2011 
which was the 15M movement or the Indignados movement. And that movement also created the conditions for the these new occupations to spread and to be more supportive, uh, more support by different mass media, by different collectives than ever before. So it's not just the economic global conditions uh, and the critical conditions, but also the capacities of different social movements who help people to squat. You mentioned before the uh, platform for the people affected by mortgages. Uh, in May this year, Ado Kalau, who was the spokesperson for that uh, organization, came to power as mayor of Barcelona, almost uh, solely or at least in part on a platform of legalizing squatting in uh, in her mu- municipality. Can you firstly give us a bit more background about Ado Kalau? And secondly, since her election, has there been any... I guess changes to to squatting in Barcelona, and has it affected the the broader culture of squatting in Spain? Yeah, well, the case of Ada Colau is very special because uh, she is indeed a person who comes from the housing movement. She was a squatter himself herself. She has squatted in two places, at least uh, to the extent of my knowledge, and in these two cases in Barcelona. Um, they asked the authorities for the legalization of the places, of the buildings, and they were also um, involved in in a housing movement, which was a precedent uh, to this uh, platform, which was Ube de Vivienda. So in those years, this uh, kind of activism was not the dominant one among the radical left and the, the most anarchist uh, and autonomous squatters in Barcelona. So they were a bit on the margins of the movement. And they were very much criticized because of these attitudes, because the movement uh, had a very hard line uh, in opposing the authorities, opposing the system, opposing capitalism. So they were considered a bit uh, moderate or reformist. But the truth is once the, the platform of people affected by mortgages start to raise all these questions about homelessness, about evictions, about the fraud, and about the corruption, uh, all related to the housing crisis, then many squatters ex- uh, also accepted the, this movement and start to support this movement. So I would say that Atacolau enjoyed uh, support from different sectors of society, even from the radical movements as seen. So that's one thing. And then how much is going this to affect the, the squatting actions and the, squatting, the squatters movement in Spain, in, in Barcelona in particular, because she only has power to, to rule in the city of Barcelona. Nobody knows for the moment, because first of all, it's very complex. Once you squat a building, it depends who is the owner, who is the property, what is the process involved in, in this particular land or building, um, what kind of um, judicial court or um, so all of these details are um, important first of all to to deal with a particular case of every squat. Then the problem is that uh, squats in general are not well coordinated or articulated just in some special moments. So it's difficult to say uh, how the squats are going to face the new situation if. There are going to be more cases asking for uh, legal grounds or for some negotiations with the municipality. And finally, uh, we need also to realize that the, the, the critical economic situation 
makes uh, creates new priorities for the municipality. So squats are not the main priority right now. The priority is to help people not to be evicted, to create a better uh, public housing program or stock, etc., etc. So I think the the mayor now Ada Colau is more committed to these kind of issues, and she never uh, said no or yes about the legalization of squats uh, or radical squats or social centers. Looking more broadly at the interconnections between, I guess, the more radical uh, anti-capitalist movement and the squatting movement, the squatted social centre movement, and also forces such as the uh, Aracolao and other more, I guess, reformist elements within, the, uh, I guess, the housing movement in, in Spain and Europe. I guess squatted social centres have been a core element of the more prefigurative politics of anarchism and anti-capitalism and, and people who are looking for, for new models and to, in some sense, create the alternatives we wish to see post-capitalism now rather than just waiting for after the revolution. In what way do you see squatting playing a role in terms of creating prefigurative institutions and models that may serve to create functioning alternatives for people, not just post-capitalism, but for the everyday lives now? Definitely. I I completely agree with that. That's why uh, I was involved in many squats and, and I was always fascinated by this movement and try to understand more and to um, explain the history and describe the history and all the cases that happened. But um, apart from this um, general assessment, I think there are many uh, particular aspects that we need to take into account. First of all is repression. So you can create islands of uh, alternative um, lifestyles or alternative um, politics within the system. But if they are uh, continuously attacked under the pressure of police, uh, surveillance, evictions, etc. That doesn't create a very stable, um, prefigurative um, institution. So that creates a very unstable uh, kind of life in which you need to survive, you need to make your living, you need to study, you need to uh, keep clean the space, you need to um, develop your discourse, you need to create networks in the neighborhood, etc., etc. So all together makes things a bit uh, messy and complicated. So it's not just like the liberation is uh, beyond the wall. Once you cross the door of a squat, you are in an emancipated and absolutely free space. Of course not, because your life hasn't stopped yet and you still need to create more things. Secondly, it's the inherent complexity of um, direct democracy, of self-management and living without money. And all of these within capitalism and uh, within cities, um, that's also a big challenge, especially given the, um, the difficulties of people uh, moving a lot, uh, the high mobility, mobility of people. Um, and this makes like a continuous process of learning uh, about how to develop a good assembly, how to um, uh, learn the skills to self-manage uh, a complex space where thousands of people can attend every week or every month, where there are um, dozens of activities, etc. 
and everything should be based on consensus, should be based on trust, etc., etc. So I think this is also exhausting. Um, that's uh, at least that's my experience. It was before my experience I already knew, but once I start to be more involved, I, I noticed that many people uh, got burned out uh, very easily given these complexities, <clears throat> probably because they didn't expect that revolution or direct democracy or <clears throat> an anti-capitalist alternative um, entailed so many efforts uh, from your side. Just to mention two of the many contradictions that we experience there, like this, because gender issues, for example, or uh, relationships with migrants are also key aspects of these contradictions. But Of course. And I, I guess, though, there must be though positives to the fact of just addressing some of these issues. And that has really been, uh, I guess, a major character of the changing anti-capitalist movement is looking at creating... I guess safe spaces and creating, you know, direct democracy in our lives and so forth. I guess just just finally, it's a, these are very all quite broad and difficult questions to answer in a short interview. But looking at what is happening in Spain in the context of crisis and austerity, and also more broadly what is happening in Europe uh, with you know the Greek people and their their revolt against uh, the central banking systems and so forth. There, are you hopeful that there is a movement? you know, coming out of Spain and, and out of Europe that may propose some genuine alternatives to capitalism? And again, that is a massive, a massive question. But do you, do you feel hopeful? Are you hopeful in the growing squatting movement, despite all the contradictions and complexities of still living life under capitalism? Yes, yes, I am. Um, but to be honest, I think we need to uh, see beyond the squatting scene. Um, we need to see, uh, to look at all the articulations of alternatives to capitalism and all the articulations to challenges to the elites, to the European elites and the neoliberal politicians and policies which are underway. So it's not just a squatting. I think it's uh, cooperatives, it's uh, um, grassroots movements of all kinds. It's also more participatory policies in uh, at the municipal level. It's, I think, in, we are in in a good direction, but uh, coming out of a very hopeless situation, because uh, before the crisis or during the first years of the crisis until 2000, May 2011, I think that this lack of hope was really dramatic and and frustrating, even for anti-capitalist movements who were still active at that time. But um, once these kind of movements and, and new connections and new networks were created, new marches, new um, sort of platforms, which aren't completely new compared to uh, the period before, I think there are more grounds for hope. But this doesn't mean that we are still uh, powerful enough to uh, get rid of the eurozone or to uh, create a completely sustainable um, and self-managed economic alternative to this. So I think that's a long way. Well, hopefully uh, tomorrow night's forum will be a good start for those of us in Perth to discuss some of the alternatives in a 
post-capitalist era that we uh, may or may not enter into. Thank you very much, Miguel, for taking the time to speak You're to welcome. us this evening. Welcome. Thank you.